Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend that I don't right (laughs) now. Hold it in, hold on. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. Oof. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Rusty Quill presents. Why are we in trouble, Monica? Why are we in trouble? Are you fucking kidding me, Jake? It's him! Fucking evil Jake! Whatever the hell you want to call him. And now he's seen you. It was going to happen eventually. How are you so bloody calm, Jake? Because of everything I've been through. Because of everything we've been through. But this isn't some random guy in Ostium. Or the Ostium Network, or whatever. This is the other Jake, 
The asshole Jake. The bastard Jake. The one who's been running this whole fucking show. Who still is, for all we know. It's not a big deal. Not a big deal? Jung, who created the Ostium Network? The other, Jake Fisher. Who's been in control of just about everyone from the beginning? The other, Jake Fisher. Is this other Jake still in control of the Ostium Network? I do not believe so. I do not sense his presence through any of my possible and potential tangents. Well, I don't really know what that means, but I'll take your word for it. Where is he now? I do not know. See? He could be anywhere. And any when. We're fucked. Period. I still don't think it's that big of a deal. (sighs) Okay, Jake. Let me play devil's advocate for a moment. Why don't you think it's that big of a deal? And why are you so fucking calm? Okay. Yes, he saw me. He recognized me. I can acknowledge that's kind of a big deal. Kind of? Hang on, Monica. Just hear me out. He saw me, but he didn't see me at the same time I saw him. Now, what the fuck does that mean exactly? Remember the size of the ostium he created? It was small. Barely anything. Just enough to get one person through. Him. All the other places I'd been to up till this point had been later, much later on, when the Ostium Network was this big up-and-running machine and could create Ostiums of all sizes and ramifications. But I never saw him, only the people he sent through to do his dirty work. This was one of the very early times, possibly his first time ever going through an Ostium. Like I said, he was shocked to be there where he was, taking it all in like it was completely novel to him, because it was. But once he got comfortable, he still knew what he was there for, what he needed to do, to make him or the Ostium Network stronger. And he did it without question. He sucked the fear and terror out of that hominid until there was nothing left, and he stored it in that containment device. Hang on a bloody minute. Do you really think that's what he did? Are you positive? Absolutely, without question. I was watching his every move from the moment he arrived. But that would mean... It would mean he really is the fucking evil villain we've all kind of thought he was from the beginning. Um, yeah, what Mum said. And how long has he been doing this? We don't know. Zhang probably has a rough idea, but what about since he's been gone? We know for a fact that's been at least ten years, remember? That first entry on Monica's data pad she looked at, it was from more than a decade ago. The time's all relative, right? 10 years for us, or for this Ostium network, could be a lot longer for that time-traveling prick. I don't think I've heard you use that word before, Jake. I'm kind of impressed. He fucking deserves it. While I'm not one for profanity, I would tend to agree in this instance. Okay, Zhang. I officially love you. Thank you, Monica. Right. So you know what other Jake was doing there, and honestly, hearing you share your absolute confidence in what he was doing, I don't really see how this doesn't terrify you more. I mean, it makes me want to make an emergency trip to the loo just thinking about it. Because he hasn't been back here in a long time. Because we've faced some scary shit already and lived through it. We thought we were going to get killed by that crone, and instead we saved Thyra from the hell she was living in and gave her a second chance. We've all been through so much, and we've only become stronger for it. And because... And before you say anything, Monica, tell me this isn't true. 
I'm tied to Ostium in a big fucking way that's got to count for something. Okay, Jake. I can't deny that. And not only me. You're tied to Ostium too, Monica. So are you, Steve. We've all had things happen to you that shows Ostium has helped you. That Ostium is on your side. Okay, Jake. That... That does make me feel a little bit better. And there's also what happened next to me in the map table. That wasn't all of it? Oh, no, not by a long shot. What happened to me next? Well, let's just say it changed me. Once again, and for the better. I'd say this time I didn't just level up, but entered a whole new class. Uh, Hang on, hang on. Uh, Let's fill our coffee cups first. Okay, we're ready now. You may begin. Thank you, and be sure to hold on to your buds. Once I was back at the map table, I felt different somehow. After seeing him, other Jake, and seeing what he did fully understanding for the first time what he wants, what the Ostium Network's true goal is, benefiting off the suffering of others. It it pissed me off. I came back to the map table mad as hell, and (laughs) I wasn't going to take it anymore. I took a deep breath and focused my mind solely on the map table and all the numbers, all the artifacts, and took in all the potentialities and realities that were possible. It wasn't easy. I didn't do it for long, and then I remembered something. A certain strange museum with a specific display that left me, well, kind of unhinged. Then I let it all go. The weight, the pressure, all those doors, and honed in on the number two and let whatever powers that be in the Osseum network take me there. I was back in my old haunt, so to speak, but this time it was different. Before me was the lost colony of Roanoke, only they weren't lost. They were right there, living out their daily lives, enjoying this new world. I could see a boat of native people arriving at the island and being welcomed by the white settlers. It was clear this wasn't their first time visiting the newcomers. Goods were being exchanged for food, it seemed. It all looked, well, like one imagined and hoped it would be with new people arriving on these new shores. If only it had continued that way. But that was when things changed. And not for the better. It was a massive thing like the one that was ripped open in the world with the polar bears 
Unlike before, this time a lot of people came out. It was like a freaking army arriving, a whole battalion or something. There were over 50 of them at least. I was just as shocked as all the people there who stood mute, not knowing what to do. I really hoped they weren't going to just open fire and slaughter everyone. I watched and waited, and the tension was intense. But they didn't shoot. They had the weapons. In fact, they were decked out in full tactical gear and looked like a cross between astronaut suits and a SWAT team's getup. But as funny as they looked, they knew exactly what they were doing. They had a plan, but I had no clue what it was. So I just watched as they kept marching. There were more of them coming through now, over a hundred at least. It seemed like they were headed toward the other side of the island. I did my levitating thing and rose a good 50 feet into the air so I could get a bird's eye view of what was going on. And yep, they'd split into two lines and were encircling the whole island. But why? Were they going for some sort of massive firing squad? didn't make any sense. There weren't that many people to assassinate, plus the hamlet was at one end of the island. The rest was dense forest, as I well knew from having opened the ostium into it so many times before. So there had to be another reason for them surrounding the entire island with ostium network personnel. It was definitely eerie, with all of them just standing there. The people of Roanoke hadn't moved either just continued to stare, not wanting to risk a move for fear of what might happen. And just when it seemed like one of the men in the colony was going to snap and do something. It was a bright flash, and for just the barest of seconds, it seemed like the island was gone, leaving just empty water. Then it was back like magic, only there was a big noticeable difference. The island was empty, devoid, no people from the colony, and no people from the Ostium Network. Wait a bloody second. They were gone? Yes. All of them? Yep. Not a soul left behind of either group. So what did you do? Well, I didn't have much of a choice. I went after them. I didn't have long, a few seconds. I saw the giant ostium starting to close up quickly, so I just reacted on impulse. I forced the ostium powers that be to move me straight toward it as fast as humanly, or ethereally possible in this case. In the blink of an eye, I was at the ostium and then through it. On the other side was Roanoke, the island, just like the one I had left. Identical, in fact, except that this one had all the people on it that had disappeared, both the settlers and the personnel of the ostium network. Every new site came as a complete shock to me now, and I just didn't have any time to stop and think things over like I usually like to do. I just had to act and react. I came down to the ground in front of one of the Ostium network guards, and he clearly saw me, as well as my flying act, judging by the look on his face. Then he saw who I was, or more importantly, 
who I look like. Sir, I'm sorry. I didn't know it was you, sir. We've done as you ordered. Roanoke's been bought through as you demanded. Went off without a hitch, just like you said it would. Is... is that why you're here? To see? Again, I just had seconds to do what my gut told me, and I went with it. You, shut the fuck up, whatever your name is. You've all really fucked this up this time. Who the hell is in charge here? Sorry, sir. Uh, Commander Haynes. And where the fuck is he? Uh, she, sir. She is over there. Fucking typical. You really screwed the fucking pooch this time, Haynes. I have, sir? My apologies. I did as you ordered. Fuck you did. It's all gone fucking foobar. I just got the report. We need to put it all back. Right the fuck now. But sir, you said... I don't care what the fuck you thought I said. I just told you what you need to fucking do, so fucking do it. Yes, sir. Right away, sir. Clean this shit up. I don't want to have to deal with this longer than I need to. And keep that fucking ostium open. Ostium, sir? The door. The fucking door. What the fuck are you waiting for? Put it all back already. I turned around and started heading into the forest, trying my best to get away from everyone as fast as I could. I didn't know if I was convincing enough, if this was going to work at all, or if I'd just blown my one chance and the shit was really about to hit the fan. But I wasn't going to wait and find out. Once I was far enough away from everyone, I made myself rise into the air quickly. The ostium was staying open and was actually widening back to its former size. Again, I used all the speed I had to shoot through. So far, I knew how to manipulate and control whatever the map table was doing from the other side. But being on this side of the Ostium network, whatever dimension it might be in, I didn't want to take any risks and potentially get stuck here for who knows how long. Especially if this Ostium network's employees were able to see me for the fraud I was. Once on the other side, I just hovered in the air and waited, hoping and hoping. Just hoping it would work. And then... That bright light again, and the island switched around, like some corner card shark during the Dixie Cup game where there's a ball under one of them and you have to guess which one. Only this time, it was human lives under the Dixie Cup. The people of Roanoke, which I had in my hands. But there they were. They were all back, still all looking pretty stunned because they had no idea what had just happened to them. The Ostium Network guards were jogging. No, running as fast as they could back through the ostium, which was now closing up. Guessing I managed to scare the shit out of them. And a few moments later... I couldn't believe it had actually worked. But the ostium network was gone, and the Roanoke settlers below me were now safe. After a few minutes of being too afraid to move, they finally did, holding and hugging each other over the trauma they had just gone through. I knew it was going to take a little while for them all to gain back their confidence, but they'd soon get there and things would return to normal. And then I got a deep, sinking feeling in me. The same feeling Doc Brown must have experienced when he realized he had just changed the course of history. Along this tangent, at least, I had just changed things so the Ostium Network never made the people of Roanoke disappear and perhaps changed the legend for all time. But I was also thinking something. Remembering how everyone is now pretty sure the settlers at Roanoke very likely just left the island and joined up with the Native American people. 
Were my actions to save them after everything they had just gone through? Was that the trigger mechanism that made them realize it was too messed up on Roanoke and they needed to leave? I didn't really have time to wait and find out because even though I had made myself come here, the Ostium network was pulling me back. At the very least, this apparent solution I had caused fit with the legend, but I couldn't help wondering as I traveled back to the map table if I'd been able to do something else, perhaps intervene earlier, if it could have changed events in some other way. Permanently changed the legend, perhaps? I would never know. I didn't give myself time to get comfortable once I was back at the map table, because I knew exactly where I wanted to go next. 38 degrees, 20 minutes north, and 17 degrees, 15 minutes west. I didn't bother with the number or the spot on the map table this time. I just closed my eyes and imagined in my head exactly where I wanted to be, where I wanted to go. I felt movement, air rushing past me, and then... Nothing but silence at first, so I just waited. Then I opened my eyes and I saw exactly where I wanted to be, the Mary Celeste. Looks like I arrived at the right time too before the mysterious disappearance of the entire crew. They were going about whatever one does to keep a big old boat like this in ship shape. There was plenty of canvas showing, but the boat barely seemed to be moving. I guess that was normal for old ships like these, before engines or even steam could make them go considerably faster. I kept my distance, like in Roanoke, knowing I couldn't be spotted by anyone, but still wanting to know more. Although I made sure I wasn't too far so I wouldn't miss whatever unexplained event was about to happen. I also had to keep on my toes, so to speak, for whatever sort of entrance the Ostium Network had planned this time and however they intended to make the people on the Mary Celeste permanently disappear. What the hell was that? I saw the massive flash rip through part of the boat. I didn't see any smoke yet or fire, but that didn't mean below decks there wasn't a giant conflagration growing. I mean, the whole ship is made of wood. Plus, there's probably plenty of alcohol aboard and no doubt gunpowder somewhere, too. Is that what just exploded? They're getting the lifeboat ready. Can't risk waiting too long going down with the ship. They need to get what supplies they can and get to safety while they can. Once the Mary Celeste starts taking on water, it can go down real fast and suck everyone nearby down too in a vast whirlpool. They're working real fast. It's pretty impressive. They must have practiced for this exact situation. But wait a minute. The Mary Celeste never sank stayed perfectly afloat with no issues, only no one aboard. I know, I was there. I mean, here. 
Is this some crazy plan hatched by evil me? Some way to get the crew away from the boat so they can be captured more easily? It doesn't really make any sense. They're rowing fast and hard, keeping together as a group. They know where they're headed to. If a boat doesn't find them by nightfall, it won't take them too long to make it to land. Plus, they have supplies with them. They can last a few days. But what about the ship? The explosion scared the crap out of me, just like it did the whole crew. But now, there's no smoke, no fire. I can't see any indication there was even an explosion. What the hell? Oh. Oh, wait, just a goddamn minute. What was that article I read from, like, 2006? They did an experiment to recreate the events of the Mary Celeste. I totally forgot about it. About some scientists from University College London. I think they even filmed a documentary about it, though I didn't see it. The theory was the explosion could have been caused by alcohol leaking from the ship's cargo. But that would have led to scorching and burnt wood, it was thought. But when the experiment was carried out in a model of the hold of the Mary Celeste, there was a considerable explosion that ripped through the hold, but that was it. Nothing burned or caught fire. There were no scorch marks at all. But it still would have terrified the crew, possibly prompting the captain to make the call to abandon ship. They couldn't be 100% sure, but it seemed a very plausible explanation, they decided. Wow. Hmm. I forgot I read that article. It just seemed hard to believe at the time, but seeing it now, and here and now, seems more than likely. And the crew of the Mary Celeste? Guess they made it to safety, and that bit of history got kind of lost. So... So let me get this straight. This was just a... a what? A freak accident? I guess so. And the crew just abandoned ship, fearing for their lives when they could have just stayed and been completely safe? Correct. And the involvement of the Ostium Network? There wasn't any, at least as far as I could tell. It's just one of those stories that's been twisted and conflated so much over time that the easy and completely understandable truth has been lost. To time. Did you really need to say that? <laughs> you know I did. So I guess this time the Ostium Network wasn't that bad then? Oh, don't worry, hun. They're plenty fucking bad to make up for this moment. Guess you're right, Mum. I still find it hard to believe, though. Tell me about it. I waited there for quite a while, just to make sure I hadn't missed anything. To make sure nothing else was going to happen. It ended up being long enough that I saw both Monica and another me show up. And that's when I hightailed it out of there. Smart move. Wouldn't want to cross the streams. Exactly. So, why did we end up there in the first place, if it didn't even involve the Ostium Network? Uh, I, I don't really know. It's a mystery. Something that Ostium thought we needed to investigate, I guess. I don't think that would be admissible in court, but I guess we'll move on. So where did you head next? I had some unfinished business with the town of Avalon on the island of Catalina. 
I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right now. Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. I arrived, and it was just a beautiful summer's day on Catalina. Blue skies as far as the eye could see. Not a wisp of white cloud to be found, and a hot sun beating down on you. The kind of day where the last place you want to be is inside. There were plenty of people out and about, enjoying the sun, the sea, air, and the wonderful seaside town of Avalon. It was a time and a place where it felt like nothing could go wrong. But I was here for a reason. I was here because I knew something was about to go very wrong. Fortunately, or unfortunately, I'm not sure which it is, I didn't have to wait long. I hadn't picked up on it during any of the other times, but now it was kind of obvious to me. It was the same way they made the whole of Gibraltar disappear in the blink of an eye. Only here it wasn't a case of making the town of Avalon disappear with all the people enjoying its promenades, shops, and locales, but replacing it with an exact facsimile, minus all the people. It was obvious we were now at a point much further along in the timeline of the Ostium Network, where their technology had advanced to a degree they could remove an entire town and replace it exactly down to the street signs and rusty dock stanchions. I also spotted the disturbance right away. A small, human-sized ostium opening up on the road below, not too far away from me. A guard of the ostium network stepped out briefly to make sure everything had gone according to plan, and once that was confirmed, stepped back through and the ostium closed up. The guard didn't really have to worry about being spotted. There was no one in town to see him, except me, of course. And like usual... I was hovering up above and doing my best to keep out of sight, but I could already see the inhabitants of other parts of the island of Catalina were aware something big had happened, even if they didn't know exactly what. It was like someone had just kicked an ant's nest and there was now a flurry of activity, but they were all pretty far away from the town, at campsites and at the high point of the island where the small airport was. It would take them some time to get here if they wanted to. There was nothing I could do for them at the moment, and nothing to be done with the empty town of Avalon. Plus, the other me and Monica would predictably be arriving any moment, and I again really didn't want to be spotted. I had two options, really. To return to the map table with this mystery unsolved, the people lost, or take matters into my own hands, defy Ostium, and get the answers I wanted. I probably don't need to tell anyone here which option I went with. 
I summoned my thoughts and my will and whatever else it was that I somehow just knew to do automatically, visualized where I wanted to be, and made it happen. And there I was, in some new place in the Ostium network, and there below me was Avalon, only unlike I had ever seen it before. The town was its own complete island now, instead of being part of the much larger one of Catalina. It was tiny, but otherwise appeared to be alive and well, while its inhabitants were the complete opposite. It was understandable. They were all having a really hard time dealing with what had just happened. And then there were the people from the Ostium network. There were a lot of them, in their uniforms, swaggering around like cops with way too much power and not giving a shit about the people they were supposed to be protecting. I watched and felt my gorge and anger rise. I couldn't take this anymore. Watching and doing nothing? Then one of them knocked a woman down with a blow to the head, using some rifle-looking weapon, and drew a device from a pocket, pointing it at her. My breath caught in my throat as I couldn't believe what I was seeing. Was this really going to happen before my eyes? Just like other Jake had done to that helpless hominid? It looked like the other device, but also sleek looking and efficient. And then it began, and I saw more of them drawing out those devices, and that's when I just completely lost it. I flew down like, well, I'm not gonna lie, it was a lot like Superman with a cape and landed on that guy, throwing him across the road. The woman quickly scrambled to safety, hobbling along like something was very wrong with her, and others surrounded her protectively. I was fucking livid. Not sure who I needed to do next. What I even wanted to do with all those guards from the Ostium network. At the very least, I had their attention now. Everyone's, in fact. But that was okay. That was good, in fact. I needed everyone to focus on me so no one else would get hurt and I could control what happened next. Even though I didn't really know what I was supposed to do. Like before, I went with my intuition. It wasn't a huge ostium, but big enough for the purpose at hand. You'd be able to fit a bus through, just barely if you needed to, but I didn't have plans of sending any vehicles through the hole, just people just employees of the Ostium network, to be specific. I knew I couldn't kill them. That wouldn't be right. But I could send them through the door. Where did it go? I'm sure you're curious. Not a fucking clue. And at that point, I didn't give a shit. And next was the problem of how exactly I was going to send them all through. I could sense I had a couple of options. There was one where I could literally take over their minds and force them through the ostium. I could feel that ability and immense power of possibility flowing through me. But it would take a lot of my energy to do it, and again, I knew it wasn't the right thing to do, even if they all totally fucking deserved it. So I focused on the guy I clobbered. He was still wisely staying on the ground, just watching me. I raised my hand to him, and then realized I didn't even need to do that. 
I wasn't some ancient hack wizard needing to summon power from the ether. I could just do it with my fucking mind. No movement needed. And in the next moment, he was lifted up off the ground and was being quickly pulled toward the ostium. Once he realized what was happening, he began waving his arms and legs about, trying to break free. In a moment, he was through. I turned to the next guard, five of them in fact, and felt the power swell through me. I lifted them all at the same time and sent them through the ostium. I did this three more times to varying numbers of ostium network guards, and then I took a breath and tried to calm myself. I could feel that power continuing to grow within me. I needed to make sure things didn't get out of hand. I took more breaths and I looked at everyone looking right back at me and spoke to the guards. You've seen what I can do. You know. You can go along quietly through the ostium, or I'll make you. Those are your two choices. Make a decision. Most of them started moving right away, knowing it was quite literally out of their hands, and that they needed to cooperate unless they wanted things to turn really bad for them. But there were, of course, some who thought that they could defy me. They were sent through the ostium before the rest of the walking guards made it. In a relatively short time, there were no longer any members of the Ostium Network in this Avalon. I closed up the Ostium and then faced another decision with choices. I needed to get all these people back to the real Avalon, or rather the other Avalon that existed on the real Catalina. Maybe I could try moving this whole damn island back there to the right reality somehow? I could feel the power awakening, almost growling within me at the thought of that challenge, but I didn't feel ready for such a feat. It felt beyond me, even if I didn't truly know if it was or not. I did know it was the same Avalon back in the real timeline, which was good enough for me. I opened a new ostium to that place, just as big as the last one, except you could see that sunny, beautiful Avalon on the other side through it. I looked at it and smiled, then looked back at all the people, many of whom had mouths hanging wide open. I couldn't exactly blame them, after everything they had been through and what they'd all just seen. That's the same Avalon you were taken from. I need you all to go back and act like nothing really happened, that everything is back to normal, okay? Because once you go through, it will be. There were nods and a general body language of acceptance, but the next moment was perhaps the biggest. Someone had to go through the ostium first. I waited, dreading having to select and force someone through, but finally the woman who I had saved separated herself from the people who had been protecting her. She limped toward me with a smile on her face. She gave me a nod. I gave her one back, and then she walked through. We all watched her and could see her on the other side, first waving and then beckoning others to follow. It was like a tsunami of activity, and everyone started moving toward the ostium, some at a fast pace, some outright running. I watched them all go and couldn't help feeling a sense of elation. When they were all through, I could see the woman who had gone first again, looking back at me. She gave me a final wave and then I closed up the ostium. I thought about what could be done with this now abandoned Avalon, what I perhaps could do, but decided to leave it as a parting gift for other Jake. When he actually made it here and found out what had happened, he was going to be royally pissed. I headed back to the map table with a big smile on my face.
I felt I was on a roll and a whole new kind of high, and I didn't want to slow down. I was saving people and making things right. Finally. My brain was going a light year a second and didn't want to slow down. I didn't want to even entertain the idea of hesitating. Next stop was downtown San Francisco, right outside my old skyscraper of employment, in fact. Well, not really a skyscraper. They don't really have those in the city. Just some tall buildings, the tallest being the Salesforce Tower at 1,070 feet. Nothing to really rival the true skyscrapers of New York City. But I digress. I was back here next to the place I called work for a long time, and it had been a really long time since I had paid a visit. But I could sense an increase in tension and static electricity, a frisson of activity. Basically, shit was about to go down, and for once, I was in the right place at the right time. But I knew that because I made sure to be here right at this moment. The Ostium Network was about to strike again and make a whole bunch of people within this city block completely disappear. Plus the city block. And then the other me would eventually show up and be very confused. But not this time. It was time to change events a little. And... I'm just going to keep saying time a lot, because ultimately, that's what this is all about, right? I felt it starting, and this time I raised my hands and arms, stretching them out in front of me. Yes, you can probably make a connection to, say, Merlin or even Gandalf at the bridge of Khazad-dûm when he was facing a Balrog or a Morgoth, but I had my reasons. This time, I did need a lot of my... Um, powers, abilities, magic wandu, whatever you want to call it. And lifting my arms up was definitely helping. I also wanted to keep people away from me, prevent anyone from stepping in my path, potentially knocking me over, or something else that could seriously mess things up. Although seeing some dude with his arms raised in the middle of San Francisco is nothing out of the ordinary, so I expected to be left alone. And then it started, and I just stopped it. It took a lot of energy, a lot out of me. But just as I did what feels like an eon or two ago, when I started holding the blackness at bay, and then eventually being able to just keep it away permanently, here it was about focus combined with ability. I felt it coming. I honed in on the where and knew the when, and just as it began, I was able to take hold of it in its entirety and immediately stop what was about to happen. I didn't even have to push back, really, holding it there in that position, not allowing it to move forward as planned was enough. A few seconds later, it just stopped. Ended. Something barely started that would now never happen. And good riddance. The people at the Ostium Network on the other side of all this were probably losing their minds wondering what exactly had just happened and why it hadn't worked. Okay, as the saying goes, my work here was done. I could have launched myself into the sky, which definitely would have caught some attention, but instead went for the alternate classic superhero move and ducked down an alley and then made myself scarce. I did the same at Fort Bragg, arrived precisely when I meant to, 
stopped the whole shebang from happening and then started walking down the beach, trying to get away from people. I ended up at the house. Yes, that house, where I'd seen and experienced so much, where Monica and I had arrived and seen unimaginable horrors that I will never be able to forget. Horrors which, now that the timeline has been changed, never happened and never would happen. But at one point they occurred and we saw them and we can never forget that. You got that fucking right. I really wish I could have those images just suck right out of my brain. The Ostium Network doesn't have that specific technology, although those gloves could do a pretty good job, no? (laughs) Not that good of a job, as far as I know. How about you? You think you could do it? Reach into my pretty little head and pluck those nasty thoughts right out? (laughs) I wouldn't even want to dare try. I've learned a lot. Can do a lot of things now in the Ostium Network I never dreamed of doing before. But something as delicate and dangerous as that? I'm not going to risk it. Not for the one I love. Good. Because I don't think I would have let you near my noggin if you'd said yes, Jakey. And then there was the other time I was at the house with Steve and saved all those men, and Thyra and her altered state wasn't able to cause the horror she intended to. And now, with what I've done, this whole series of events is canceled out. It never actually happened. But I still remember them. As do I, just like they really happened. Because in one timeline, they did, and I can save as many lives as I want, but I guess in some place, in some time, those people will still suffer. Or are we just remembering events that simply never happened? I don't know, mate. In all the films, those memories just disappear, right? Yep, but I don't feel any changes happening in that particular mental arena. Me neither. For once, everything feels okay upstairs. So did all these events happen, or not? Which one is it? I don't think we'll ever know. Zhang, can you shed any light on this mental conundrum? Unfortunately, I am unable to. All the events you mentioned are in fact events that transpired, but they are also events that were erased from existence, and therefore technically never occurred. And yet, I have records of them happening, and will do so until I remove them, or they are manually erased. To put it simply, it is a paradox of time. Oh, that's all. Good. Easy peasy. All done and taken care of with a handy paradox explanation. Steve, you are being facetious. I know, I'm sorry, Zhang. It's just my nature, and I'm not exactly satisfied with the explanation, but it is what it is, I suppose. So was that it, Jake? Back to the map table and then back here? Oh no, not by a long shot. Now that I knew what I could truly do, I had a couple other catastrophes to prevent from happening. It didn't really matter what order I took on these catastrophes because the key, like before, was simply arriving at the right place at the right time. Much like when we had that infrared map of Ostium in our heads, I could encompass in a way the many timelines and possible tangents of the Ostium network on mass. Sort of like when you look up at the cosmos in the dark of night, get a picture of that sheer mass of stars and planets and worlds and the great wash of the Milky Way. And when I wanted to get to a specific moment, a specific ostium, 
I just had to focus and concentrate, and then I could arrive at my destination. I was somewhere in the Democratic Republic of Congo. No clue where, but away from any towns or cities by the look of things. In a dense jungle. But this is where I was needed to be next, because someone was about to make an entrance they wanted no one to know about. And there they were. A giant of a man stepped through with a package under his arm, decked out in his protective gear. Nobody would have recognized who he was, but I sure did. I wondered if he was going to keep the ostium open while he completed his nefarious and despicable deed. But he'd only been here 30 seconds, and it soon closed up. Good. Things were going according to plan. I stepped out from behind the dense bush I'd been hiding behind and snatched the package away from him. I'll take that, thank you. And you'll be going this way now. I opened another ostium and sent him through before he fully knew what was going on and closed it up. Then there was the matter of the package. It was an unmarked case that looked like it was made of some sort of plastic but was likely some ostium network material, about the size of a lunchbox. And inside, I knew, was some new evil concoction of the Ebola virus. I couldn't just leave it there. That wasn't an option. And I couldn't easily destroy it. So what if I opened an ostium to outer space and just tossed it through with just enough momentum to send it headed straight for a star? That should take care of that. And then it was on to our next catastrophe of call. I knew where I was arriving next, but it was still kind of shocking to be on, or rather near, solid ground a moment before, and the next to be on this big-ass tanker somewhere in the Atlantic Ocean, south of Britain. But this was where fate had led me. No, not really. It's exactly where I'd led myself. I was above decks toward the front of the massive boat and fully exposed to the elements. The seas were kind of rough with a light showering rain, and I could feel the nautical behemoth swaying from side to side in the considerable ocean swell. Fortunately, I wasn't going to have to spend too long in these taxing conditions before seasickness could start making itself known. And there was the ostium forming not ten feet from me. It was ready for whoever came through, though the helmet they were wearing made it so I couldn't see the face of the ostium network guard but that didn't matter to me. Like the last person, they were also carrying something under their arm. This one more of a protective case. I snatched it from them, said thanks, then sent them back through the ostium and promptly closed it up. And that was the end of them and their plan to handicap this tanker and send it to the southern British shores. Well, almost the end. I put the case down on the deck and carefully opened it up. Inside was some sort of explosive device which had luckily not been activated yet. Phew. I closed up the case, tossed it over the side into the dark ocean, and then went on my wary way through an ostium to the Ukraine. At first, it felt like I was out in the middle of nowhere, Everything looked strange and foreign to me. 
I didn't really know where I was, but had a feeling it was somewhere in Eastern Europe. And then I saw the familiar wide stacks of the power plant, and that was all I needed. I just had to be ready for whoever was coming through the ostium once it formed. I wasn't sure if they were going to go with the bomb method again or something else. And then... There they were, and out stepped a young woman. She wasn't wearing armor or a uniform of any noticeable type. Slacks and a nice blouse, and that was it. She wasn't carrying anything either. She saw me right away, stopping in her tracks. I'm sorry, but I have to do this. I know why you're here, and I can't let you do that. I closed the ostium and quickly opened a new one as she reached for something. Jesus, that shot almost hit me. Before she could take better aim, I launched her through the ostium and promptly closed it. That was a close one. Too damn close. I took a few breaths and waited for my heart rate to return to its normal pace, and then I readied myself for the final trip. And that's where I'm going to leave my tale for now. What? Seriously? Yes. As you said earlier, Steve, Zhang has a part to play in each of our finales, so... It only feels right for each of us to get to that point in our telling, and then Jean can complete this grand retelling. All right, I suppose. I'm guessing we're done for the day, or, or night, rather. I'm really looking forward to another good night's sleep. All this storytelling and story listening has made me, to use a cliche, sleep like a baby for the last few nights. Me too. Yeah, I think it's taking a lot out of us to do this. Not long to go now. Just your tale next, Mum, and then the grand finale, courtesy of Zhang, if you will be so willing. Happy to oblige, Steve. And I'll begin my story tomorrow. Same time, same place. And now, don't take this the wrong way, hun, but... My dear Steve, will you please get the fuck out? Mum, language! That's not even a little bit funny. I get the hint. See you guys later. Night, Steve. Be back after dawn. This episode was written, edited, and produced by Alex C. Talander. The part of Jake is performed by Chris Fletcher. The part of Monica is performed by Georgia McKenzie. The part of Zhang is performed by Emily Wong. The part of Steve is performed by Alex C. Talander. The part of Guard is performed by Mike Nye. The part of Haynes is performed by Bernie Nye. Sound design was done by the wonderful Mike Nye of Hail and Well Met Podcasts. For more info, check out hailandwellmetpodcast.com. Music featured in this episode is Four Degrees Below by Simon Slater, courtesy of the Free Music Archive. Be sure to check out the artist at freemusicarchive.org. The theme song was composed by Chris Fletcher. Thank you to all our patrons on the Ostium Network Patreon. You make this show possible. If you would like to support our shows, you can do that at patreon.com slash ostiumpodcast. 
you'll get access to lots of bonus material, including brand new episodes of the Ostium Sagas, the monthly Ostium Network update, and lots of other goodies. For more info on Ostium, our other shows, transcripts, and merchandise, you can visit ostiumnetwork.com. The Ostium Network is a member of the Rusty Quill Network. For other great Rusty Quill shows, be sure to check out rustyquill.com. Thank you very much for listening, and we'll see you next week for a new episode. I'm Nick Friedman. I'm Lee Alec Murray. And I'm Leah President. And this is Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect. We are a new show breaking down the anime news, views, and shows you care about each and every week. I can't think of a better studio to bring something like this to life. Yeah, I agree. We're covering all the classics. If I don't know a lot about Godzilla, which I do, but I'm trying to pretend (laughs) that I don't right Hold it in. And our current faves. Luffy must have his due. (laughs) Tune in every week for the latest anime updates and possibly a few debates. I remember, what was that? (laughs) Say what you're going to say and I'll circle back. You can listen to Crunchyroll Presents The Anime Effect every Friday wherever you get your podcasts. And watch full video episodes on Crunchyroll or the Crunchyroll YouTube channel. Where's that dust coming from? Still finding debris after vacuuming? Eufy X10 Pro Omni Robot Vacuum has 8,000 PA of powerful suction to remove debris deep in carpets. And it's totally hands-free. Want to know more? Go to eufy.com. That's E-U-F-Y.com and discover X10 Pro Omni, the best-in-class all-in-one robot vacuum for only $799. So, you've got an idea for a business. The store of your dreams. There's just one thing to figure out. Everything. That's why Shopify's all-in-one commerce platform makes it easy to sell online, in person, and everywhere else. Sell on social media? Source products with an app to get that first sale feeling. It's the only solution that gives you everything you need to sell everywhere you want. So when you're ready to bring your idea to life, power it up with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. 